Well, hello there and welcome back to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. This is episode number 299 of the show. And today we are going to talk about sweet peas, the truth of Epsom salts, hummingbirds, and whatever else may come as a result of that. And where does that come from? It comes from the old farmer's almanac. And what I've done is I've signed up for these daily emails. And in the past, I've used some daily devotionals of various sorts to provide fodder for discussion for the show on the drive to the day job and to get things a little bit more in tune with the homestead and more in tune with the natural world. I decided to pull from a daily devotional called the Old Farmer's Almanac, where we can look at questions such as how many gallons of oil are in a barrel and think about little puzzles such as why are crows the most sensible birds? You can also read such quotes as black boughs against a pale clear sky slight mists of cloud wreaths floating by soft sunlight gray blue smoky air wet thawing snows on hillsides bare I don't know where you are but where we are in Northeast Ohio USDA zone 5b on northern facing slopes there are still some little patches of snow and even with the warm weekend that we had there is also just a bit of ice remaining on our pond or at least there was yesterday spring is right around the corner the daylight is arriving earlier and earlier which means the seasons are changing and with the seasons changing plants are going in the ground and one of the first plants to go in the ground are sweet peas so let's talk about some sweet peas eh we can also or what else can we talk about? Because one of these articles is going to give us the foundation for the day. We can talk about sweet peas, demystifying fungicide, Epsom salts in the garden, good or bad for the plants. It's an article about a fitness icon feeling better at 63 than she did in her 20s. Roasted winter vegetables. guides to a flowering future and plants that attract hummingbirds hmm what more cats predicting weather changes let's stick with uh, let's go with plants that attract hummingbirds all right we're gonna switch gears we're going to shift from sweet peas and go to plants that attract hummingbirds. 
So if you've ever wanted to know how to attract hummingbirds to your garden, this is how you do it. So bring on the hummingbirds. For centuries, gardeners have been fascinated with the beauty and aerobatics of these flying jewels. The key to attracting hummingbirds to your garden is to plant nectar-rich flowers and also provide a friendly habitat. Links in the show notes will provide plant lists and tips to attract hummingbirds to your garden. And some flowers that attract hummingbirds are as follows. You want brightly colored flowers that are tubular because those hold the most nectar and are particularly attractive to hummingbirds. Now these include perennials such as bee balms, columbines, daylilies, and lupines, biennials such as foxgloves and hollyhocks, and many annuals including cleomes, impatiens, and petunias. Here's a list of flowering plants that attract hummingbirds. And when you're looking at these various cultivars and these various plants, you want to choose varieties that are red and orange in color. I'm going to rattle off the common names because it is just a little bit easier for the sake of uh, understanding, but for the sake of clarity, because common names also get confusing at times, I will follow up with the Latin name, right? So I'll go common name, Latin name. Here we go. Beard tongue or penstemon. And we've got bee balm or monarda. We've got butterfly bush, budlia, catmint, known as nepeta, clove pink, known as dianthus, columbine, or Aguiligia, coral bells known as Hookera, Daylily known as Hemerocallis, Larkspur known as Delphiniums, Desert Candles known as Yuccas, Iris known as Iris, Flowering Tobacco known as Nicotiana alata, Foxglove known as Digitalis, Lily known as Lilium, not to be confused with daylily, which is hemerocallus. See, we got lupines, lupinus, pentus, pentus, petunia, petunia, pincushion flowers, scabiosa, red hot poker, nepophia, scarlet sage, salvia splendens, not to be confused with other species of sages, scarlet trumpet honeysuckle, Lonicera sempervirens, soapwort, Saponaria, Summer Phlox, Phlox paniculata, Verbena, known as Verbena, and Wygelia, known as Wygelia. All right, so to create a hummingbird-friendly yard, hummingbirds will need a habitat that will give them food, water, shelter, and security. Here's more information on what attracts hummingbirds. Provide lots of space between plants to give hummingbirds enough room to hover and navigate from flower to flower. Hummingbirds need shade. Herbs, flowering shrubs, 
dwarf trees and vines can all be used to create an ideal tiered habitat from ground level to 10 feet or more. Hummingbirds love water, especially if it's moving. A gentle continuous spray from a nozzle or sprinkler hose is a perfect bath on the fly. Hummingbirds do not have a keen sense of smell and rely on bright colors to find their food. They are particularly fond of red and often are observed investigating feeders with red parts, red plant labels, red thermometers, and even red clothes on a gardener. Note: Do not use red dye in a hummingbird feeder, for there is a concern that it may harm the birds. Instead use plain clear sugar water, one part white sugar mixed with four parts water, because the birds love it. And If your feeder does not have red on it, attach a red label or other item to attract them. Like I said, there's lots of links to this article, everything else in the daily dose from the Farmer's Almanac. And an often asked question is, why do hummingbirds hum? We can't say for certain, but we suspect that it might because it might be because they don't know the words. Well, all jokes aside, the real answer is that hummingbirds are capable of beating their wings up to 80 beats per second, producing a buzz that is audible to human ears. Now, here are some fun facts about hummingbirds. Bee hummingbirds are the tiniest of all birds, weighing less than an ounce and measuring only two inches long. I'm not going to go through and read all of these articles or these little tips about hummingbirds because that's what the show notes are for. But I will say that on the homestead, mom is particularly fond of hummingbirds. Uh, Dad's picked up a few different feeders for her over the years. And we are also very mindful not to put red dye in the feeders. But the feeders are... Uh, glass and they've got some red flower shaped little parts where the uh, where the sugar water is drawn from by the hummingbirds so they are spectacular birds very beautiful and if you are into birds or into wildlife of any kind, one thing that I would recommend is picking up a pair of binoculars as well, because that makes birding that much easier. And one thing that I am considering picking up as a gift for my mom, especially as the nieces and nephews get older, is a spotting scope because that would give them the opportunity to sit inside the cabin and spot wildlife across the pond, which would be super exciting. So if you guys are out there listening and you are hip to these things, binoculars, spotting scopes, I would definitely encourage you to come over to the group chat at t.me slash allaroundgrowth and let us know 
what you like in terms of binoculars, in terms of spotting scopes. Or you can also engage with us on social media as well. We are on Float, Telegram, Twitter, and Facebook at this time. I am not the best at maintaining social media for the podcast. I really spend most of the time on social media trying to work with and uh, promote either the day job or the family business. So this little podcast doesn't quite get the social media respect it deserves and therefore isn't really promoted too heavily by myself. So if you want to help promote the show that you enjoy listening to, you want to be a part of it, maybe grow some skills, we could collaborate on a website, let me know and I would be happy to discuss that with you. You can send me an email at allaroundgrowth at gmail.com or simply reach out and DM me through any of those other social media platforms. Now, like I said, there are articles and links to sweet peas, fungicides, Epsom salts in the garden, and all sorts of things in this and I like this, quite frankly. I'm, I'm also curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. Um, on this format, uh, as we approach spring, this is going to be, in large part, how it goes. I am going to look for, man, we've got a lot of water around here. It's been raining all night long. It's gonna rain all day. It's just, the rain is, running friends the water is running in the creeks culverts and so on and so forth but anyways um, I may look to another daily email of sorts that is more homestead or directly homestead related uh, like homestead.org I believe that is it we received some emails and updates but I'm not sure if it's a daily thing at York Meadow Farm, and oftentimes I share on social media there. So anyways, guys, that is about it for today. Like I said, last year we were using, um, I may have a minute here too, as I pull into the day job, I may be parking in a different spot. The guys are back today. Spring is officially underway, even though the spring season is not really going to begin until the solstice or the uh, equinox rather in uh, in another couple of weeks but for us here at the farm at the day job spring has sprung the boys are back and it is time to 
I'm just uh, I'm kind of driving around because <coughs> I think I'm going to park in the back. And that's where everybody else is parked. So, yeah, spring has sprung, guys. It doesn't necessarily feel like that. But oftentimes that's how it goes in life. The seasons move faster than we want them to. But luckily, at least for me, when I think that the seasons move a little bit faster than I want them to, it's usually a welcome change of pace. And I believe that this is as well. So guys, that's about it for today's show. Like I said, if you like what you hear, check us out on social media. Reach out, be a part of the show, join the community. We've got a, a small but growing and budding community where some of the best dialogue in group chats has taken place. So before it blows up and turns into something much bigger and uh, chaotic than it currently is, come participate in something great while it is still in its infancy. I would definitely encourage you to do that because for those of you who do listen to the show, there has been some dialogue on my part about the show, what I'm doing, the uncertainty that I have, and that was because I lacked confidence. Right now, today, even with all the uncertainty and chaos going on in uh, my life and here at the day job, there has never been a time where I've felt more confident in just about everything that I'm doing. And I hope that I can continue to share that with you in a positive beneficial and healthy way and uh, I hope that you can take that and share it with others as well because in this day and age that is sincerely what we need so guys I hope that you have a great day I hope that this show kicks off a great week for you and I look forward to catching you on another show tomorrow this is Rob Kaiser and thank you